Guy here with a quick message before the latest pod here on Blood Red. 2020's been pretty rubbish, but here on Blood Red, we wanted to say thank you to all of our continued and loyal listeners. Part of that has been the creation of our Blood Red census, which you can find in the description of this podcast. All we want to know is what you think of our content and also give you the chance to shape how much and what you get to listen to in future. If you can check it out and fill it in, it won't take longer than two minutes to do. You can even manage it between your Christmas dinner and your pudding. It's in the description, as I say, and that's all. Enjoy the pod. Thanks for your support this year. We're all in it with each other and hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Jürgen, first of all, all the best for Christmas. And for you, thank you very much. It was nice to see you out on the training pitch with Thiago yesterday as well, along with James Milner and Shakiri. Are all three available for the weekend? And how much of a boost is it to have them coming back? So Thiago made his first steps um, back towards team training. It's not involved in full in the full session, but makes good steps. And um, so after, unfortunately, a long time he's out now, um, we cannot and will not rush it. Uh, the other guys are further or closer. Shock um, anyway, uh, trained uh, really good. Um, Emily, yesterday and today, Yes, a full session today, then a little bit adapted. But um, so we have still, it's uh, a new situation for us. We have still two more training days until we have to make decision. It looks, looks good, um, but I don't know. I, I, we, Thiago will not be involved. So he has to be first off, um, first in full training sessions. Um, and then we start thinking about it. But it's not too far away, I hope. Looking ahead to the game, obviously Sam Allardyce is still the last Premier League manager to win an away Premier League game at Anfield back in April 2017. What are you expecting from him? What are you expecting from West Brom on Sunday? Now, of course, it's uh, will be it's a, a tricky one anyway. <laughs> so we made this morning the analyze and um, yeah, so it's a mix of Everton. <laughs> when Sam was at Everton and, um, uh, and of course the last game and his first game, um, against Aston Villa. Uh, so what I expect is a, a tough opponent. It was always tough, uh, against some Allardyce teams. Um, well organized. Um, yeah, don't make a big fuss of possession or whatever. And in the situation West Brom is in any way, uh, they go for, uh, that will be a proper fight, um, and and Sam is a proven specialist for organizing teams for these kind of fights. So um, yeah, we expect uh, <laughs> a tough game. Obviously, I have to ask about Mo Salah as well. Just following on from those quotes attributed to him last week, what can you say today to allay fears that he's unhappy, and I suppose subsequently any fears over his long-term future with his current deal running to what twenty twenty-three? Oh, about the deal deals. We never speak. Why should we start now? Not with you. <laughs> um, so it's um, and the rest. So Mo is in a good mood. Mo is in a good moment. Um, in really good shape. So that's the most important thing for me. And um, training. Okay, today we're no cameras. And well, no, you would have seen him laughing a lot. 
um, he enjoyed the session. So that's um, that's good as well. And all the rest is um, for sure nice for all of you to write about. But um, internally, no, no, nothing really. Fantastic. Thank you, Vinny. Simon Crabtree from PLP. Next. You mentioned about the analyst's job there and in terms of how Big Sam did change it. How exactly has that changed things for you then in terms of the way that they can prepare and how you can prepare? I would say they have a lot more information about us than we have about them. I think um, because not only because um, Sam had only a few days before the Aston Villa game, now he had a full week. Um, that's a big difference as well. Not a lot of changes um, for the first game. Um, he, he was in charge, but now obviously they have to replace Livermore. Um, they could change this and they could do it a lot, but that's why. Um, look, most of the time when we prepare a game, we have to use the games they played, the last three, four games they played before they meet us uh, or face us. And, um, and then we play them and they play a completely different way against us because it's um, obviously with the, the football my boys played in the last couple of years um, that a lot of people think to change a few things when they face us. So um, it's always tricky. But anyway, do it. We do the analyze and we try to get as much information out of it as we can. Um, but we never can be sure. So we, 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 we focus mainly on the things uh, we can influence and um, that's it pretty much. So hopefully we have, we'll have the ball a lot. If you have to ball a lot, we have to, we, we have to create. Um, if, yeah, if you create, you have to um, do that together. If you lose a ball in, in this, in these moments, you have to be there for counter press, these kind of things. So um, yeah. It's, I, I prefer knowing a lot about the opponent, but most of the time I don't know a lot because, how I said, um, they come to us and when they played six times in a row with four in the back, they come to Liverpool and then they have five in the back all of a sudden. So, um, yeah, we will see. Uh, being number one at Christmas is quite a big thing in, in this country. Um, I'm sure Mariah Carey would tell you that, but <laughs> you're, the first, <laughs> you're the first Premier League side that has been uh, number one in the Premier League table for three successive seasons in Premier League history. So what does that mean right now in terms of everybody even more so maybe going to view it? And what does that mean in terms of how you keep the mentality as sharply focused as you did last season? Going onwards. Uh, first of all, it obviously means you are not automatically champion in May when you are the Christmas leader, whatever. Um, otherwise, we would have won the league three times. No, two times before, so the third time is now. So, well, uh, the last 11 to have been top, only twice has that team not gone on to win the Oh, and we were one of them, or we were... We were both of them, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, since, since, you, since Brandon, I'm here already Brandon, now. Brandon Only once since you've been here, so we can't blame you for that. So Brandon Rogers is to blame for the other one, or what? I didn't say that. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, it's the best position you can be in in a moment, but that, that's it. Um, that's all. We, we, we know how tough it is, how tough it was, how tough it is, how tough it will be. Um, so we didn't even play the half of the season, but probably usually happened around about um, this time. Um, and so, nah, it's, it's nice, nothing else. Um, and when two years ago, when we didn't win the league after being 
top of the table at Christmas, it was not about a lack of focus or whatever. Um, it was just the quality of the opponents. And there, this, this quality is still out there. And um, so, uh, yeah, nothing really happened so far. Uh, we collect a few points. And if we want to do something special this year, then we have to collect even more until the end of the season. And um, that's what we try. That's it. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Uh, we go to James Mountford from BBC Merseyside, then Carl Markham from Press Association, Nate Williams, and that will be the, it for the open section. But uh, James Mountford, Merseyside. Hello, Jürgen. Hi. And, uh, happy Christmas again. And for you. Um, good to see you. Uh, thank you very much. Good, good to see uh, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain uh, back on the field uh, against Crystal Palace. He spent a lot of time uh, on the sidelines. And I just wonder, with so many players on the sidelines at the moment, how do you go about making them feel connected with the team because I, I guess being being injured for such a long spell can, can sometimes be a lonely experience oh yeah that's a, a lonely experience I'm not sure the boys are connected um, you're always as much connected as you want to be connected let me say like this so um, uh, and the boys are this group is really strong together if you are in or out in the moment or with a long-term injury the group is really really together and so it's more now about, of course, finding the right moments. And um, yeah, most of the time so far we had to play with, I think, the three or four midfielders we had. Now a few looks like a few are coming back, which is very important. Um, I really hope that we have the choice for a longer time because then we can really work with it. But you cannot just make then changes because the boys are sitting again. Uh, on the bench and are available because rhythm is a very important thing and now we try to do that with training sessions this week a very important week for all of them uh, because we have today was the first proper minus three session i think since we started again if i'm right so minus three 11 11 tactical stuff full throttle everything in pressing counter pressing all the stuff um you <laughs> we didn't have that anymore and this is like uh yeah, that's the most similar session you can have for, to, to playing a football game. And um, so these things are really important. And we try that. But um, yeah, the boys are connected. The boys are important. Um, and we will use them. But yeah, it will now not be always the case. don't know which game was it. Tottenham, when we didn't make a, a substitution. Yeah, they were all without rhythm and the game was really intense and stuff like this. So it was it was a tricky one. Huh? But uh, in the, the, the last game now, we could make subs, which helps. Um, and yeah, I think they're all now, especially Ox is now a step further. He trained today. I really had a really good session and it was over and it was, it was intense. And then uh, he asked the fitness coach if he can a little bit more, can do a little bit more. So, um, so there's uh, still something to come. So I'm really looking forward to it. And there can't be too many teams who've conceded seven in a league game and still have the best goal difference in the Premier League. Um, I, I just wonder if that Crystal Palace win almost chalked off that that Aston Villa defeat, or, or do you not really think about that? Oh, yes, I thought about it because seven is a very um, <laughs> um, a number you don't see that often in football um, and in, and you don't want to see it on the one side and you, you yeah, it doesn't happen a lot that you see it on the other side. So, um, no, I, I, after the game, immediately I thought, so, OK, now we cancel that out, uh, which is um, important. 
But um, apart from that, it was not that we mentioned the Aston Villa game constantly to keep the boys going. Um, this game against Crystal Palace is not a benchmark which we now to try to, to, to do all the time as much as the other one is not something we talk constantly about it. So it, it happened. It was a good get, a good day. We, we, we are very clinical, very clinical with our chances. The goals were exceptional and um, the game was anyway tough and the boy re, boys realized it. Uh, that was for me the most important thing. The first half, yes, we were 3-0 up, but it was not a first half for being 3-0 up. This is a first half for maybe 2-2, two, two. yeah, stuff like this. But then how we deal with the situation in the second half was exceptional. I have to say, and so um, all good, but even a goal difference in the moment is not really important. Thank you, James. All the best to the sensational car market. Hi, Jürgen. Hi. Oh. Um, scored his first goal in ten games um, against Palace, but um, no one's really spoke about you know the fact that he wasn't. I didn't even goal. know it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, so does that suggest sort of that? Honestly, I would have lost everything if I had to bet on it. How many goals scored Sadio Mane in the last 10 Premier League games? If, I, if that would have been as one option to answer one, it would have been the last one I would have chosen. I have no idea. He only scored once. Um, so a second ago, we speak about the brilliant goal difference we have now, or the best, not brilliant, but the best in the league. So, um, and then I realized that one of our best players, one of the best players in the world, didn't score for a while. Yeah, I could just answer with who cares? Um, he played exceptionally well. He's in really good shape. He's un unbelievable difficult to defend. Um, the, yeah. If Sadie has the ball, you need to, as an opponent, you need to put pretty much two, three players on that side. And it opens up for us a lot of things. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I was not concerned. But scoring then is for the boys, obviously, um, uh, really important. How it was then now, how Bobby obviously uh, liked it when he, when he scored two weeks ago. We spoke about him. Then since then he scored, I think, three or four goals. I'm not sure. So now if Sadio starts scoring now again, I have absolutely no problem with it. But um, it was not about his performances. The performances were really, really good. And just to maintain the, the goal scoring theme, uh, Salah has got 13 in 13 Premier League matches, which is his best return in the Premier League at this stage of the season. December, sort of December, January is usually the time where he seems to kick into another gear. So should we expect more from him? I know the goal's been boosted by penalties this year, but he's operating at a good level. He is. Yes, yeah. So maybe, <laughs> so I think um, it's always just things to talk about. He didn't start the last game. All the things what I heard after <laughs> about what could be the reason, um, and then he came on and scored two. I think in his first season, we, we, he didn't start against Stoke. Came on and scored two. Um, so obviously, he doesn't need a long time anyway, and. Yes, in a good moment. It was really, and I hope it stays like this. So that's the most important thing. He, all the boys were obviously in a good moment. That's why we have the points we had, we have so far. And, um, so not now it's much more important that we really keep going. Um, because everybody knows that the most, the toughest period of the season is now ahead of us. So it's the Christmas, um, um, period, which is, um, 
always a tough one this year as well. So we have to make sure that we get through this um, with the right results. Thank you, Carl. All the best to you as well. And just before we go to the final question in the open, uh, we'll be coming to the embargo section for the dailies next. Uh, if you could, those of you who can raise their hands, and just a reminder, I might not be able to get to everybody, but Nate wants to finish the opener for this. Nate. Thanks, Matt, and uh, Merry Christmas to you both. Thank um, you. By the way, we forgot so far. Sorry, we forgot so far, huh? Matt's, Matt McCann's yeah. birthday today. No one cares. Let's yeah, we will. Yeah. We, we, we sing only in the embargo section. <laughs> Nate, yeah. go on. Yeah. We're all yeah. too, far too cyber for this, if you don't mind asking any questions. That would be great. Yeah, no worries. Um, Jürgen, your team has faced some tough challenges this year with the amount of injuries you've had, but Jordan Henderson has said it's made you stronger as a team. So from your perspective as a manager... What has been done away from the pitch to create that belief? How would you explain it? There's not a lot to explain. I think it's about um, we all face these kind of situations from time to time um, at home, at work, wherever. Um, the tougher it gets. Um, in a good family, in a good working environment, the more you stick together. So um, that's how it is. And um, that's why... Um, well, that's actually the only way how I understand it, how you should uh, respond to it. And um, it, it is tough. It was tough. And it will stay tough, not only for us, for, but for us as well. And so then it's about you. Do you get, um, do you put your head down or do you put your head up? That's how it is. Do you want to fight against it or do you accept it? All these kind of things. And the, and the boys, um, how I said, we have a pretty impressive group here and um, they find always a way um, and a reason to 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 fight against it and um that's what we did so far and that's what we um yeah we'll keep doing you've been listening to the blood red podcast from the liverpool echo